Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the latest news in the NFL, everything that's going on in our league, and the fact that Armageddon must be here since Tony actually made it to a podcast. This is the 2019 Offseason, Episode 2. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. Uh, I'm Giovanni Montenegro, your host. I have here with me Jake Beltran, and if you wouldn't believe it, He uh, ditched his wife and his kids, don't know how he managed to get here, Tony Herrera. Welcome, everybody. How are Uh, you guys doing today? Thank you for having me on today. I really feel appreciated today. (laughs) It really is a miracle. I I honestly cannot believe that Tony is here sitting right next to me. I I hope you're ready for this jelly, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we have a lot to discuss today in this uh, second episode of our off-season series. Um, hopefully our audio sounds a lot better, especially than though the clicks and clacks you guys got last time. Uh, so, clacks. so um, we're looking forward to a, to a good episode. We're going to be talking today uh, about the upcoming rivalry weeks. We're going to look through uh, the season schedule for a couple teams and make some predictions. And then we're going to do a special segment um, for all you guys out there about some rookies to keep an eye on this year. Some owned and even some unowned. Um, first things first, though, I do want to get this out of the out of the way. Chris Velez, welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League. We are happy to have you. It's been yes. it's been what a week or two, and just the way you've responded to trade messages, the way you've been involved in the league already, and, and the knowledge you've shown about football, I, I can I can say for myself personally. Uh, I think we made the right choice in inviting you. Yeah, likewise. Welcome, Chris. Looking forward to playing with you. Obviously, I've seen a lot already with Chris being active. And being active is the most important thing in this league. you got to have active owners, so I'm excited. Yes, sir. Chris, my boy. Chris, I was excited that I heard from Gio that we're adding you to the league. I honestly did not know that you were uh, you know, a fantasy, fantasy nerd, fantasy guy. But I'm super glad that you're part like, of the league. Like he's better than you at fantasy football, Jake. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I never said he wasn't. You're giving me this real gay vibe right now, too. <laughs> Listen, right. if if I were to, I'd do it for Chris, okay? He's, he's got a wife. <laughs> Listen, all I got to say is that his wife's got competition, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, we are glad to have you, um, all of us. Uh, Jake more than others, but we're, we're all glad to have you. Very more. Uh, we, very do, we do need to do a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, um, I will need everybody in the league to be signing the document I'm going to be sending. We are running a uh, – we are going to be launching a copyright infringement lawsuit against the Beans and Coffee podcast uh, mm-hmm. narrated by Francisco Heal. He did not have authorization, mm-hmm. and he – infringed on the seacoast dynasty league copyright yeah in yeah. his episode uh last week if you guys haven't heard it you should go check it out it's pretty good uh him and jesus got on the mic so yeah that I didn't, was a nice one i gotta say i didn't appreciate how much good things he said about my team exactly. it really bothered me how much praise he Dude, gave they me. were like too nice like yeah. what is this i did not like that like why aren't they like that in the chat i need, like, to, be, <laughs> I need to be disrespected <laughs> They always like, talk trash in the chat, but on the mic, they're, like, all nice and sweet to everybody. Exactly. I, like, what, what kind of podcast was that? You know, so, what so, do you think this is? So, so look for a letter in your guys' P.O. box, okay? Exactly. 
All right, so as our next order of business, uh, most of you saw the video that came out uh, about rivalry weeks um, and how uh, this season, between weeks four and ten, uh, each team in the league will be playing one special rivalry game. Now, uh, there's a list of those games. The game's already set up. The video, two, a couple of those videos are already made and more are being made. Uh, I just got, I have other stuff to work on too. Um, so I can't, can't make those right away. Um, but they are, they will be coming out. Now, I will not release who your rival is for the special rivalry week game or what, uh, what week you're going to be on. Just keep your eye out. So I'm sh I should be putting out the video every two, every Tuesday or Wednesday during that time. Now, we did put up a poll about the Rivalry Week games, about what should be on the line. And thanks to the votes of the league, we are now going to announce what the, uh, the consequences, I guess, are, or what's going to be on the line for people during those games. So every time there's a Rivalry Week game, for instance, in the Week 7 game between Tony and myself, we will be able to, each one of us, put forth whatever we want to put on the block. So that, that was the overwhelming response from the league that either of us can choose what we're going to put as the I guess what we're going to gamble I like that yeah as the consequence for the game however there's going to be stipulation there it must be a minimum of a fourth round pick or equivalent fab so like or like half your fab for the year you know or something like that as, as the equivalent so you need to put at least a fourth round pick uh, on the table uh, if you want to put more if you want to put players that's all up between you and the two teams you guys can do whatever you want you know, you and can, I'm sure you're going to regulate that as well, so we don't have any. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. We're not putting Saquon Barkley up okay. on the block or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, intentional like, tanking. Or yeah, anything? correct. No, okay. no, no. But like, uh, I make, make it fun. Uh, obviously, don't be don't be ridiculous. It, it, I'm just it, putting it that out be, there just so that we'll be policed. You, know. like, you got you to gotta be careful. I mean, I mean, Tony, I'll play you for Michael <laughs> Thomas. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so that's going to be it. So it's going to be weeks um, four through ten. And uh, Tony and Jake here have seen the list of rivalry weeks, and uh, without giving anything away, what do you guys think? I'm excited. I'm I'm honestly going to be very. Uh, it's going to be intriguing to see the players and each team find out who their rivalry uh, opponents are, and I think it's really great that you're not releasing that ahead of time. That way, it's really going to be not only a surprise for them, but they're going to at that point do the research and maybe even panic a little bit with what they're going to be uh, putting up for, or basically on the block. Because realistically speaking, let's say you only have, what was it, a week notice maybe? Yeah. Before yeah. your next rivalry game. And so if you think about that, you're going to have one week to do some research. You're going to have one week to, to find out what can I get from them or what, what will they be willing to put on the block. And that way you're not going to be you know spending too much time ahead of time uh, when you should be really thinking about your week-to-week -week lineup. Uh, week, a week at a time is really smart. I think that was a good call. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's, it's really cool. I think it's like a, a new interesting uh, facet that we're adding to the league. Um, I really hope everybody, you know, gets like kind of a jump on it and everybody kind of like hits it off uh, gun ho. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, the presentations on each one of them is pretty cool. I haven't seen all the presentations. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying that I did see all the presentations. I'm just saying that from the sample that that Gio gave us through the, you know, the group chat, I'm I'm already assuming that, you know, they're all going to follow up the same sort of format which is really cool i like the whole presentation and um you know just going on from a future aspect of this i think it's going to be cooler as we as we keep doing it year after year yeah, and the whole uh bargaining thing i think that aspect of like that 
those two teams on that week negotiate whatever they want to bargain up or put up is really cool and i also think it's kind of fair that way it's not forcing anybody to do one thing and it's sort of people don't have uh i guess a, a reason or an excuse to say that oh it's unfair or it's gonna put someone out i guess or whatever um but i i like that i like that you know that uh versatility with it well, I'm glad to hear you guys are excited. I, I feel like I've been trying to like innovate and throw some new stuff at you, and so, and so far people have liked it. Uh, the only issue is, like, I guess some things have, have suffered. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, I, I actually posted on, the, on, on Reddit um, like a sample of, of the League magazine that I put out, and people liked it. So I've actually been selling portions of the League magazine that I make for other people's leagues. That means I haven't been working on our magazine because I've been getting paid to work on other people's ones, uh, just shorter, shortened versions for them. Um, so, but our magazine, I do, I do promise. Right now, it's uh, it's about middle of August. I promise it will be out before the first NFL game. I'm hoping to have it out week four of the preseason. Um, there's a great article in there written by Tony. Um, there's some new things that we've added. Um, there's some highlights that I want you guys to keep an eye out for, like looking at your legacy score and things like that. But hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Um, but it is coming. Um, last year it was 78 pages long. This year it's, I think, 98, 99 pages long. Wow. So uh, you have something to look forward to, but we're working on it. It's coming. Um, in addition to that, I, I mentioned things like legacy score in there. If anybody here has not yet uh, been able to go go take a look at the Google Sheets, not the ones that are linked inside of our uh, inside of our group chat. I'm not talking about the, the sheet that shows the draft board or the draft picks. I'm talking about the sheet that shows our Dynasty League records, that shows like uh, things like legacy score, how many players your team has sent to the Pro Bowl, uh, your wins, losses, and points scored over four years. Please go take a look at that. Um, I've been building a website also on Google um, that ha has all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Jake and Tony, you guys have both gotten to see a sample yeah, of it. It's I've obviously it, not yeah. finished yet. Um, is there anything you guys liked from it or, or think people should keep an eye out for or be looking forward to? Or I, I thought it was pretty cool. It's really, like, you know, uh, interactive. Um, it's super simple, laid out. Uh, um, it's just there, there's uh, just a couple different features on there. Um, I really like the uh, – I can't remember if it's, like, the fact page or whatever, but it has the uh, – the the rules and the guidelines to yes. our league or whatever so if you have like any questions whatsoever on how things are scored or or how points are categorized or whatever or what our league expects of certain owners and players and whatnot um you can go take a look at the you know that handbook just read it over real quick that way you have a better idea of kind of how um you should act toward this um league because um, there's actually when I looked at it there was actually a, a couple of rules that I didn't even know were there and it really helped clarify a lot of things um, especially try to take a look at the um, the tanking portion of that handbook because um, right. obviously I you know I remember certain years past we've had we had a problem of of, of tanking um, and it was kind of an issue and that's kind of what we want to steer clear from but we do accept you know strategic tanking but you know that specific portion um, go take a look at it because it, it does clear out it does clarify exactly what is um, I guess allowed in, yeah. in the league yeah and I got a, I got a second what you said there Jake regarding the simplicity I think you did a good job Gio on the simplicity of the site so far 
And I know eventually, I'm sure, assuming here, that your hope is to put all of the things that we have in Google Docs on the website. Yeah. So things like trade block, uh, um, that's the draft place picks. you can just have one yeah. place to go to. And that would be ideal. So as of right now, just from what I saw, I won't go too long on it, but I think it was really simple. Uh, it wasn't too flashy. It was plenty of, of it was plenty of like, um, I guess simple is the best word for it. I really like what you did there. I think I, I think if we put everything there in time, our one-stop shop, so to say, I mean, who knows? Maybe we even be able to switch over a platform eventually too. But we'll see. I like it. Yeah. So when, when Tony says simple, he means Joe's being cheap and doesn't want to spend money on web development <laughs> hey, or anything like I respect, that. <laughs> considering I haven't donated at all for that, I'm cool with it. Um, no, frugal. But, frugal is the word. So it's obviously unfinished. Um, but it, But if anybody wants access to it, they can uh, just send me a direct message on WhatsApp and I'll send, you, uh, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link so you can view it, so you can look at the constitution and the bylaws, some of the records, some of the team profiles that are going to be coming up. And, and then that's also, it's got links right there to the old, to the old magazines like the 16 mm-hmm. and 17 magazine anything any media right. that we put out is all on there so uh hit me up if, if you're interested in taking a look at that now however let's get into the meat and potatoes of our podcast uh we're gonna do uh a little exercise with our season schedule predictions we're gonna each pick one team um and after as we take that team we're gonna look through their schedule every week and kind of predict whether they're they're gonna win they're gonna lose if it's gonna be a close game kind of what's gonna be going on between them and, and kind of have a, a, a little snapshot of three teams in our league and where we think they're going to finish in the standings. Now, um, Tony, Jake, and I have each selected a team. Jake, who'd you select? I picked the team Two Weeb for Me, which is owned by the owner Ryan Carlton. Nice. So we're going to look at his year. Uh, Tony? Yeah, my team that I picked is actually uh, Jake Beltran, Sandeezy Krispy Kremes. <laughs> I think uh, mine's more of a dark horse that I feel he's has the ability to compete uh, if a few things hit for him, but we'll talk about that. Okay, well, speaking of dark horses, uh, I've picked John Wiley's team. Ooh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, John, we miss you out in Texas, uh, but I picked John Wiley's team because I think uh, as we look at it, I, I think he has a chance to, uh, I don't know, well, you'll see as we'll see it in the magazine and stuff, but I think John Wiley's team is going to be a a very tough team to deal with this year when people face him. So why don't we get started with uh, with Tony's pick? Let's do, since we've got Jake Beltran right here in the flesh. Let's uh, let's go through the schedule of Jake's team. Yeah, well, before we do that, let's take a brief look at his roster as like it that. stands today. Uh, that way, you can see where where I'm coming from. Alrighty. So under Jake's team, uh, want to take a quick quick look see at that. We have for his QB Dak Prescott. And these are his starting positions. QB, Dak Prescott. Running back, Naeem Hines. Running back, Leeshawn McCoy. And his wide receivers, Dante Moncrief, Golden Tate, Antonio Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, with the tight end, Eric Ebron, and his flex is Blau Powell. Blau Powell! Blau Powell! <laughs> and, uh, and Jared Cook. Um, he's got a few guys on his, on his uh, bench as well that have some real promise, but we'll talk about those guys later. But that's his current roster. Now, I'm talking Dark Horse. If we were to move forward... And you should have walked through and not say Nikhil Harry. I don't want to talk about those yet. Okay. Because those okay. are all... Pers- you know, We're expecting them to do decent. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about his current team as it stands. Because I think most teams on our league still have their rookies on the bench. Yeah, I um, think so. I don't. Well, yeah. No? You might <laughs> You're not. starting, I, you're I, starting I, your I, rookies? I need rookies to play for me this year. 
Well, that, that's what I mean. I still gotta see. I, guess, I still gotta see what they do in in the regular season, and we'll then, talk I, and about then I'll them. probably switch them out. I don't know. We'll talk about them, and please, by all means, interrupt me here. But if we're looking directly into his schedule, he faces a pretty dang good team. Uh, we're talking about specifically Mikey Gutierrez, mm-hmm. uh, or his team name is Send an APB. Team is MIA. Okay. Oh, if that, if that didn't fly, man, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know what, what it is. is. <laughs> his, t- his team's not going to be MIA next year. Oh, man. not at all. No, but so I'm I'm expecting a straight up L for for Jake coming yeah. out of week one. But moving on, as we look at Scrappy Dogs, which is specifically owned by Jonathan Garcia, week three, uh, Emilio. Then he faces a couple hard teams: Gio, Tony, and Allen in a row. And then we go straight to Chris, GK, Francisco, and Ryan. I'm looking at winnable weeks for for Jake's team as it stands right now, especially if those rookies that you mentioned, Nikhil Harry, if or or, or McLaurin, if they yeah. hit, they're going to be hitting mid-season on. They're not going to be hitting right out the gate. So I'm looking at a, at the very least a nine and seven type schedule. Well, let, let let's go game by game then. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So so like let's say week one versus Mikey. What do you think? You think Jake's taking an L there? He's taking an L straight up. I I would have to agree on that one. I think Mikey's putting up like 250 in week one. It's going to be crazy. All right. So then then week two against Johnny. Against Johnny? Johnny has a pretty decent team, but his average score putting up week to week, I don't think he he eclipses 200. I think if things were to hit, like I said, if things were to hit move early for for Jake's team, I think he has a chance to beat, not a chance, I think he's got a 50-50 spot with beating Jonathan Garcia's team that week. So we're gonna get we're gonna give Jake the. I'm gonna the give win. him the W there. All right, now next Emilio. It's week three, so by by this point Emilio's probably stopped setting his lineups. So <laughs> so that's probably easy dub. <laughs> Emilio has some awesome players. He does. But that is when I say some, I think I mean like one or two. I don't know. He's got Kamara. He's got Cooks. He's got Lockett. He's got. He still he, has Wilson, right? He's, yeah, he's got Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Even with good. that, that's probably it. Because he hasn't done much to actually improve his team. Correct. And, I, and that, that's what you need to be building. If you want to go anywhere in this team, you got to build your Keep team. Improving. So let's yeah. say that each of those guys puts up 20 points. That's still not enough to beat Jake if all if he's hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. I, have, I have a pretty pretty confident feeling putting money, if I had to, on Jake's team against Emilio there. All right, so now Jake going into week four is two and one. And who does he face in week four? E. He faces the e. Giovanni Montenegro. Well, not as scary as I used to be. Not like, as scary? But you know what? I think but still went to. I think it's going to be close. I think we're talking like twenty points. I, I think it's going to be close too. I, I I I'm in a weird middle ground right now with my team where I'm like trying to rebuild and retool, but I'm not trying to take myself completely out of contention. But I don't know. You said something interesting earlier before before we were starting uh, before we started the podcast, Tony. You you, you kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> you, you said that this was the first year you don't think I'm truly like a top two or three team. And I gotta say that's I think if you're being honest with yourself, yeah, you gotta realize that spot has been taken over by I think one and two. I'm talking like Allen and Mikey at this point. Yeah, so those are the top is. two most powerful teams. Allen and for the Mikey. for four years it was you Un, unquestionable. You were the number one. But now at this point, I, that's why I'm saying it's it's almost sad for you. But I think it's gonna. We're talking a, a 20 point game at most, if not if not closer between you and Jake that week. Who do you think ends up with the win? I gotta say it's I gonna be you, it's you that you. week. Yeah, okay. I got. I got. If I'm I, honest, I, I gotta say it's you, but it's gonna be close. It it will be. Cl- I, f- I believe too. Yeah, it will be close. But I think Geo will just have that upside on on that game. Right, but but the fact that it's close, all the guys Jake, won't have been injured yet. <laughs> not yet. But we're talking that's soon enough. But the fact that it's close goes, is a testament to, to how much Jake's team can compete, though. Yeah. Because I still think you're a playoff team, Geo. Jake, if he's able to even get close to you, 
on a week to week basis. Like I said, I think that's the dark horse right there. And taking his team from being a, a bottom of the barrel. No, no offense, Jake. From, from I saw from, that that change that you made from taking your team from the bottom from, to now all, you're in contention. Yeah. Uh, week five, Jake's now two and two, and he plays Tony Herrera. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna win that one. <laughs> just and that's not out of bias. I'm only just I'm I'm only I'm strictly saying that I'm gonna be able to, to win that one because I feel like I'm gonna be putting up more points than you, Gio, on a week to week basis. If things hit well as, as far as I'm considering, hey, your your studs are way better than my studs. I, right. Yeah. That's on, specifically, I'm talking starting players right now. If everything were to continue on, obviously we know things happen. There's but if things this, are to continue yeah. on, I think I have a, a chance to come out of there seventy thirty with a win. Yeah. And I'm, I'm let's go on. I'm gonna roll on right past my team and go on to Allen. I highly doubt that we're, you're going to compete with Allen. Dude, you got to freaking run the gauntlet. You got to go Geo, Tony, Allen. Now, no, right? At, at that point, though, we're talking We're talking how many weeks into the game? So now what week are we six, at? We're at and that puts you at six. two and four, Jake. At week six, who knows what the landscape's going to be like. Obviously, things change on a weekly Should basis in the hurt? NFL. Right. But still, even if people get hurt, I think Allen's got the depth to be just mm. fine. That's Yeah, For that's sure. that's middle of the Allen's season. Fine. And, yeah, Allen will be fine. Yeah. Now, moving on after that, we have Chris, the Killer Bees. I don't see Chris doing too much as far as competitiveness. Kill, killer so, Breeze. Killer, oh, Killer Bees. Killer Breeze. Killer Breeze. Because he, he has Drew Breeze. Hey. Forgive me for insulting you there, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. Change your name. Chris's team, Chris's team is, is good. Like, he is good. Remind he me is. his starters. Uh, David it's, Johnson, Drew eh. Breeze, Adam Thielen, mm, Mike, Mike Williams. Hooked on a Thielen. Greg Olson. Uh, yeah, I, I still I still give give Willie Sneed, Drew Willie Sneed, Sneed, but his defense is Dante stacked. Freeman, I, I gotta say, I still I still gonna lean Jake. Had a, Aston had a good team. I still gotta lean. Oh, you until he dropped uh, Zeke at least. <laughs> at that point, I was like, oh come on, Austin. But DJ DJ's good. DJ's DJ's decent. He's getting older though. And we're talking dynasty. We'll see what happens. All right, so we'll you're, gonna, you're gonna give Jake the dub. There? I'm gonna give Jake the the dub. Oh, Jake, it's gonna be I close. Say, for. I would see this as. 50-50, but okay, I like it. I like it. I'm at this point it would be three and four, right? But yeah. here, but here, now hear me out real quick. A side note: at this point, McLaurin, if he's what we think he is, he's going to be producing at, at least ten points a week. We'll say. Now specifically, what I think where I'm looking at is Nikhil Harry. If he hits with Tom Brady, I'm week talking six, week seven. Jake's putting up two hundred easy. If he has those two wide receivers. They're going to both be in the top twenty at the year's end if they're hitting. I'm starting to think that, uh, like, just from what I see at Harry, I, I don't, I don't love him as a wide receiver, but I'm starting to like him as taking over kind of that Gronk role. Like he's in the red be, zone. He's going to be that red zone yeah. or, or that like that middle of the field guy. He like, might only have four or five hundred yards in the season, but he's going to have like eight touchdowns. All those, I, have, yeah. I have a pretty strong feeling if they don't utilize Michelle, uh, Michelle and White so, too yeah. much. We'll see. All right. Uh, after so then after uh, after playing. Uh, Chris, now he goes into our, our upstart, uh, who actually I think is going to have a great year. Uh, Giancarlo, I think, is only going to build on his record-setting season last year. Uh, that puts Jake versus Giancarlo in a Battle of the Midgets. Battle of the Midgets. That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> that, by the way, that is not that is not a preview of one of the rivalry games. <laughs> I thought about it, but it's not. <laughs> the Battle of the Oompa Loompas. No, <laughs> no uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking this is really an equal match. If I'm looking at this game from 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 a, from both standpoints, we're talking a pretty level team. Um, GK's got Mar- Mariota, Coleman, McCaffrey, uh, Sterling Shepard, and Amari Cooper. It's I'm gonna not, be Roethlisberger starting, I assume, not not Mariota for GK. We'll see. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but um, let's, I mean, let's hope that Roethlisberger doesn't miss a beat without AB. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but still, let's just say it's Mariota as it stands with his current lineup. We're going to have a pretty good level game at that point. Obviously, injuries. I'm worried about GK's team going into injuries because we got Amari Cooper. We got uh, Sterling Shepard, Marlon Mack, Tevin Coleman. I'm worried about injuries here with, with GK's team. I don't think it's going to be the same team come this come What was this? Week 8, I think it is? Yep. I don't think it's going to be the same team we're looking at right now. So, we'll see. Did he pick up anybody in the rookie draft? He did pick Noah Fant. Oh, no, no, yeah. Dude, yeah, I, oh, picked okay. him. I totally spaced yeah, out. Yeah, he picked up Noah So, Fant. Noah Fant won't, won't produce year one. Yeah. But Noah Fant is what his team was missing. And and I think if, if Drew Locke gets in, Drew Locke will start targeting Fant. Just dumping oh, it off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The, the, and he's been looking – Noah, Noah Fant has been looking good in training camp and in preseason. That's what I've been – yeah, but tight, tight ends take a long time to develop in the NFL. Oh, well, of We're course. We're talking like five years. Of course. No, absolutely. But, Look I at mean, Hunter Henry. I mean, he's great, but how has he even ever been a top tight end? Well, he's, he's also not been healthy. I, yeah. the, the, big, the big comparison I had was like maybe maybe like Hawk. I think Hawk's going to be a way better. Hawkinson is mm. going to be way better than Fant. But I think Hawk's going to take his time to develop because he plays as a traditional tight end. Whereas you look at like Evan Ingram's rookie year. Because they just split him out wide and just used his big body. And he had an amazing rookie year as a tight end. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what Fant can do. Because Fant is basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not too great of a blocker, but he's super athletic. And if they can use that, if Denver can use that mismatch on the play action, you know, because they want to run the ball. Um, if they can use that, then I, I, think, I, think GK, I think GK has a good team. But that, well, that's besides the point. I think GK, that, that's why. Honestly, GK and, and Jake's team, for me, they're right down the middle. We're, we're good with that. And I think it's going to be a 50-50 toss. I'm gonna, still going to lean in Jake's corner. You're going to give Jake the dub. Jake, you, you, oh. you are at 500. You're okay. at 4-4. Four four. You're at 4-4. Okay. And, four. and this, is, right. this is actually where it's going to be make, make or break for, for Jake, I feel, these last few weeks here. Because after, after we have um, uh, GK, we move on to Francisco. Who's, I mean, he, he's got nothing to laugh at, quite frankly. He has a pre, I think he has a pretty decent team um, to compete. But I still, I'm going to lean Jake on a one one to one ratio. Okay, no, no offense, Francisco. I think that's an easy win for Jake. I, I don't want. <laughs> I was, just, I was I literally about out. to say the same thing. <laughs> I don't want to throw it out, but I'm saying I, I'm leaning in Jake's corner right, for Jake, that. Jake, you're five and four now, Ooh. and that I, puts you back up against uh, Ryan. Ryan, that's right. Ryan's coming up next before before things get tough again for Jake. Uh, and against Ryan, I'm, I, I guess there's no other way to put this. I I don't see Ryan really competing this year with his current squad i think he's got to make serious changes if at this point he's competing in the season and if anything i don't know if he even has the first round pick but i think if anything he's going to have the tanking mentality at this point yeah i think i and i i actually agree uh, i think ryan's got a couple of good pieces but as but as a whole his team i i'm it's not one of the one of the stronger teams in the league in my personal opinion i i'm i'm good giving jake the win right there which yeah. puts you at six and four six and four yeah, it's going to be six and five though, because right after that he's moving on back to Mikey, and again right back to division games. Yeah, Mike, Mikey's uh, that's something to laugh at. I I can't see any other way around this than you just getting smashed it's by that just, running back core. I, I um, know. I don't see. I mean, I really like his wide receivers as well, but the running back core is really what brings Mikey to the forefront as the best team uh, contention in our league. So right, six and five, six and five. You're on the cusp of the playoffs. So these next two games, this is where I see again. I. I Starting with Ryan Carlton and Francisco, those two games, I think that's where it's going to be make or break for Jake. Yeah, but if yeah. he makes it this far against Jonathan and against Emilio, if anything, Emilio is going to be his his way into the playoffs or out of it. If he loses to Emilio, I feel by this time come playoffs, 
he's either going to get into the playoffs just barely or get kicked out. You think you think he sweeps Johnny and is able to yeah, take Johnny? Yeah, I think okay. he takes Johnny's so, team at so that, that point. That puts you at seven and five, or seven and yeah, that puts you at seven and five, and so it'll come down to your last game because. And what we've seen these past two years in a row is is the final sp- the the fight for the final for the final wild card spot has been teams that are seven and six and eight and five, yep. and it's usually like three or four teams in the league sitting around that seven and six, eight and five record, okay. and it all just coming down to points and and division like tiebreakers and yeah. stuff like that. So if you if you I, I think even at seven and six even if you lose if you drop one of those you're still in playoff contention mm-hmm. but I think uh, I think you're a, you're middle of the road maybe top eight and what I would say is like a uh, like a chance for the playoffs like a wild card spot yeah obviously no offense I don't see you taking your division that's gonna go straight to Mikey oh, no, but yeah. you you should if things like like I said if I foresee things to, to line up the way they do you're gonna be second in the division looking into the playoffs. So I think, you, like I said, if I'm, I'm talking dark horse perspective here, not not the easy choice in picking a good team. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm not looking. I'm looking at Jakey over here. Um, but specifically, looking at it this uh, from a dark horse perspective, Jakey I think can make it into the playoffs, and I think he can even make it close to the to the uh, semifinal if things were to go his way with his players. Hey, every every year that a wild card has gotten in to the playoffs, they they've gotten past their first round. So far, so far for us. You look, you look at what like Ryan did in 2016, going all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, Allen's uh, lat, was it lat, I think not this past year, but the year before that in 2017 mm-hmm. as as wild card. Uh, so wild card, wild card. Uh, Allen lost to the wild card team. Pardon me that year. So like wild card teams do well yeah. uh, when they come in, just because all it means is the teams have to hit. So yeah. and, and I'm being impressed. So by the way, I want to finish this off. I'm impressed with Jakey's um, commitment at the very least at this past season. If That's even true. last season I saw the change. Um, where you know he was he was pretty passive with the league at first, but then the more and more as I'm seeing, especially going into this season, he's very active. So if he continues his activity, picking up good players, picking up uh, you know picks, future future opportunities, I think he, things are going things are going up for his team. Absolutely, like when 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 players try, the genuine like difference that you see in the team is is almost immediate. Like you yeah. don't even have to. <laughs> I just say it like this: you don't have to be good at fantasy. Right. Like if you're trying you're going to be better than other people. And you don't have to try a lot. Like that, I think that's the misconception. <laughs> yeah. People look at us and we're, they're like, oh, you guys are addicted to fantasy football. No, I mean, I spend, you know, a few minutes here and there looking at it. You just got to give, you just got to give a, a care a little bit. Just care a little bit about it. Yeah. And you'll be, I mean, you'll be one of the top eight teams as opposed to the bottom eight. Yep. All right. That, that'll move us over to Jake. Uh, Jake, who'd you pick? I picked two weeb for me, which is the owner of Ryan Carlton of that team. And so let's just go ahead and take a look at his roster. I mean, obviously Ryan's team is not um, super impressive, but I do think, like, I I do agree with Gio that he does have, like, key players and key components to his team. Uh, I'm not saying that Ryan's, you know, taking it all away, but I do think that, you know, with a couple different moves, I'm saying a couple different moves during the season, if he can... Um, he could squeeze his way up to um, contention, I believe, because there there are a couple of players that do rack up points. Most of his players are getting um, significant, you know, opportunities out here. Um, and this is just what I've been hearing from, you know, uh, different posts either off of, of Reddit or off of different, you know, fantasy podcasts and whatnot. I've just been hearing different kind of NFL news, whatnot of all these certain players and all the like name of the players that people are highlighting, looking for 
Ryan has the majority of the players that I keep hearing on a day-to-day basis. But by the way, Ryan, I do want to just step in here. I'm looking through your roster right now. I, I want to apologize a little bit. It's not as bad as I thought. Like, I actually like. I think I think I must have worked on your team profile a little a little while ago. You definitely you have like zero depth, Ryan. But your starters are not bad. Starters are not bad at all. There, there are some good players there. So please, please don't feel too bad. We're not. I don't want to. I don't want to just. No, we're not. We're not trashing too much. Yeah. Like your team's pretty. Your team's pretty. It's your team pretty wins good. Weeks. It's about where I. It's about where I saw Jake last year, which was you know the, almost the ability to compete. But like I said, I, I think he needs to make some serious moves for yeah. the future for his team. Like he has some good in, players though. Ground. Yeah, don't don't like, don't confuse it by all means, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan you got some good players. Yeah, is it, he's not he's not a team where it's just. You know, you look at them on your week, and, you, and you're you're set. Like you think, all right, that's an easy dub. No, like Ryan, <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's there. Like Ryan's not to be, you know, uh, underestimated. Yeah, I mean, l- if I can just briefly interdict real quick, um, Sony Michelle, Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller, Robert Woods. These are guys who can actually win his weeks for him, but uh, things have to go well for him. Low key, I think Austin Hooper is going to be a breakout tight end this year. I think I think he's. he's I thought that was last year, honestly. It was. I don't know. I, I thought he last year he was supposed to break out, but he didn't. You might you might be right, but I well I hope it's coming. I, I just <laughs> think uh, there's there's a little bit too much reliance on Philip Lindsay, and I, I don't like him. I like if I if I were Ryan, I would have sold Philip Lindsay as high as I could. He still can. Last yeah, yeah, last last season was that that was his breakout, and so I would have probably agreed with that too. Probably just give up Lindsay. I think Ryan I would know. admit though, Jake, that he's a little he's got a some serious fanboy issues here because i think he's got i think like five five if, chicago if, players if, if, jordan oh. Howard, if jordan howard hadn't gotten traded he'd have even more yeah <laughs> and, and, and so that could really hinder your ability to compete in fantasy football i think he's starting two wide receivers on chicago's team which could work out but it doesn't usually so <laughs> chicago's gonna be good but not no, on that no, side no, of the no, ball. no and, yeah I think they're gonna have a great offense. They're running be, game. I think, yeah, that's running that's game. what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the running game. The running game of Chicago is gonna be is is gonna be good. Yeah, but that's what I just wanted to add that in there. You're absolutely right. Well, why don't we go ahead and take a look at Ryan's schedule then? Uh, let's go week by week on it. Um, so then we're going off first week. He faces. Alan Villagran, another one bites the dust, Yikes. which is yeah. Ryan is I that mean, one that's biting the dust. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's that, that's exactly what I'm predicting. Um, sorry, Ryan, week one, I'm I'm thinking that you're taking the L. It's sometimes it's got to happen. It you know you can't always like you know get it from the jump. Yeah, realistically speaking, Ryan um, against Allen, I think it's pretty obvious that's going to become a, an L for 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 Ryan. Um, but I mean, for Allen, like like I said, these early weeks, you never really know what's going to happen. But more than likely, he's going to take the, the loss there. Um, I gotta say, with Allen, maybe we can talk about that on a different podcast. Allen has the ability to, again, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, but Allen has the ability to just combust internally. I see his team as a very weak, but extremely powerful team. I don't know how else to put that. I mean. What? Explain. No, explain. Because I think you're. Uh, we got time right here. Okay. Explain. I think you're being crazy. Okay. Maybe. Let, I mean, if, if I remember Pat his Mahomes. players. Pat Mahomes. Great. Absolutely. I don't see regression there you for got him. Aaron. Aaron Jones. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. Is gonna be so good. And so Aaron they Jones hold is on. Be that's so good. that's one of the things I want to talk about. Aaron Jones has the ability to be a top five running back. He absolutely does. Ability, but I don't think he's gonna make that leap there. What? And I know he's had issues. What was it? Health issues in the past, maybe. 
But well, there was a reason last season. He got suspended two games. Suspended? No, there was something else did that he, going he, on. I think he might have gotten hurt a little bit, but he had he every time he touches the ball, he does great. But there's going to be something preventing him from that greatness. I feel. Can I see his team right here? There's his team right there. Okay, I want to briefly talk about. He's starting Aaron Jones. Okay, I I can see the ability. <laughs> okay, I love Aaron Jones. He <laughs> Gio loves Aaron Jones. I see the ability. <laughs> Alan there. knows. I send him a message every other week trying to trade for him. <laughs> but I think realistically, I mean, his ADP is 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 right on where he should be at. I think he's being taken in most redraft leagues around like the the t- the twelve to like fifteen spot. Usually, mm-hmm. but, Dang, I like, I'm looking at the team. I like Allen's team so much. Again, <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me explain explain my crazy. But then after Aaron Jones, he's starting Darrell Henderson. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. I hope that's not really what he's going to be starting because I think he's going to get a straight zero out of there most weeks. Yeah. I'm sure Allen's hoping that Todd Gurley gets hurt, and as a Todd Gurley owner, of course my bias is <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, and it's possible. But even if Todd Gurley gets hurt, I think the major beneficiaries are Malcolm Brown and John Kelly. I don't think Darrell Henderson's going to get that many shots this year. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make sure that I'm on the record as disagreeing. I think Darrell Henderson is not a good running back. I don't like him at all, but I don't think he's getting a zero. I, I, I don't think I don't think McVay is, is, take, is taking his guy that, that high and not giving him touches. We'll see. We'll see. Again, I'm, I just don't know why he's in that spot because there's other running backs probably even on the wire that should get more points than that. But again, I understand. I understand the the mind frame that Allen's coming from by placing him in there. Look I just don't agree with it. Receiver core, though. Yeah. Jamison Crowder, PPR PPR beauty. Honestly, I, I've always loved Crowder. Darnold's gonna target him. Mike Evans, not so sure. <laughs> if if Godwin breaks out like everyone thinks he's gonna break out, how much do you really think they can pass the ball in Tampa? A lot. Oh. I think Winston throws for five thousand. Wow. Yeah, you're, I think, you're crazy. I, no, wow. I don't think anyone else for agrees with 5, you that Winston. I think he throws for That means he's yards. a top five quarterback. Oh, uh, I, I put all my chips in the Winston basket. I think Winston's a top I, five quarterback. I don't even think he's top year. 10. At, you, like per, like like talent-wise or performance-wise? No, no, no. I'm talking about performance. Performance? End I of think, season. I, I don't I – think I mean, he's going to throw more interceptions than, than he should. Yeah. But – He's gonna throw 350, 400 yards a game. Okay, let's just say Mike Evans continues what ha- what he had last season. Do you think then that Winston's taking a step forward, and that both Godwin and Evans are gonna compete for a thousand yards each? I think they're gonna be one A and one B. I think. So you I think, think Juju and A B last year? Not reception totals, but yardage. You think like, the yardage will yeah, be similar? Yeah, Mike Evans and Godwin are, bo- are both going to lead the are going to be are going to be have like twenty plus yard receptions all day every. And that's day. what I, I might be totally wrong. That's course, what I don't see. I, I yeah, yeah. I hear you, but I don't see. I know Godwin's talented. I don't know, and I know Mike Evans is talented, but I don't know if Winston has the ability to support two, one A one Bs. I think I think they're both going to finish as top twenty wide receivers. Devontae Adams, moving on, Gio. <laughs> I, I got nothing to say. Stunned. I got nothing Stunned. to say on Adams. Adams is great. Stunned. But Marvin Jones in Detroit. Underrated. I, I know people are talking about him, but I don't see it as going to be a week, weekly. I mean, weekly starter, sure, but he'd be in my flex spot. I wouldn't oh, start sure. him he's as my gonna, WR1. He's going like, to be like 10 points with a, with, a, with a touchdown here and there. Moving on down, I'm going to skip Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, I like him. I like, I like Ertz. Yeah, Stunned. I like Ertz, no problem. But Tyrell Williams and Deshaun Hamilton. Oh. I wouldn't be starting those two guys. Really? Well, hold on. Well, I want you. I want to talk about his bench. So that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, if I'm okay. looking at his bench, I wouldn't be starting those guys. Now, what he has to hope happens is that either AJ Brown or Preston Williams or who's the other guy on here, Jordan Reed. He has to hope that 
one of those three, if, or if not two of those three guys, are able to hit it coming out of the gate. Because I don't see this team being able to put up what he put up consistently last year moving well, into this year. I think his team's even better than it was last so year. So you think his totals are going to be more than he had last yeah, year? Yeah, because he got rid of the dead weight in Fournette and was able to get a stud wide receiver out of it. A, a true a true alpha in, in Mike Evans right there. And, and he backed that up with Aaron Jones. Marvin Jones is going to have a decent year. But I think Deshaun Hamilton is going to be a Crowder 2.0. He's going to be 10 points almost guaranteed just with just with the amount of catches he's going to get in that underneath game. And, and personally, I mean, we, we have our differences in opinion in A.J. Brown. Um, but Tyrell Williams, uh, no offense to Jake, with what's going on in Oakland right now, Tyrell Williams is all of a sudden the number one wide receiver there you know and he's shown that when he gets when he gets fed the ball he's good I, I don't I don't personally like him but you're you're also you're also uh you're jumping the shark here Tony you're not even talking about the fact that that Allen has one of the best defenses in the league too honestly because defense I'm, I'm all for defense but I'm specifically looking at the offensive players because in the end the offense is what is from what I'm seeing is what carries a team yeah. Because defense, it's almost hit and miss for the most part with a lot of our, a lot of the other players. I think maybe three teams on our t- on our league actually have defensive players who consistently are all top five. And I think that's what Allen is. Allen has a team whose defense. And, and if you want to talk about offense, what about the he? It was highway robbery that he stole that he stole Dallas Goddard from Jason. But he's got Goddard there. He's got Justin Jackson. He's got Alex Barnes. Like. I don't know. I'm ta- I'm only talking from from the ability of a high rated great team to combust, and I feel like he's someone that could really fall hard if Aaron Jones, Henderson, Mike Mike Evans. I think he's gonna have regression. I mean, that's that's basically what I'm saying, and specifically Marvin Jones Jr. If they are what I think, if I'm predicting, are gonna be dropping and re- regressing basically this upcoming year, I see him as really hitting it hard, and I'm talking maybe as. A seven-win team, realistically, seven, seven to eight-win team. Wow! And I'm saying, so, and I'm saying that those are going to be his losses are going to be close losses, but he has the ability to combust, in my opinion. So I'm, I, I can see where you're coming from, and I don't want to knock your opinions because because you know what, you you have a chance to be 100 percent right. I, I'm gonna, I respectfully disagree. I think Allen's going to the Super Bowl again, but uh, or he's like he's he's up there. He's gonna be in. He's yeah. gonna be in the conference finals, but. Might be totally wrong. I don't know what you we'll, think, Jake. We'll have to come back. He'll have to. Alan's gonna throw it in my face. Come, come, come playoffs. I'm sure. I will. He's, He's gonna, gonna be like, "You idiot." <laughs> no, but um, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong because I really like. I'm, uh, Alan is the epitome of zero to hero, in my opinion, for our league. I've oh, never seen sure. someone really turn around is. a crappy team to an all-star championship team, and maybe that's part of my sourness <laughs> is the fact that I've been I have been here so long and I haven't gotten to that <laughs> level of greatness yet. But I truly feel, like I said, I don't looking at from the outside looking in with the season. I see Allen's team as being dangerous. He doesn't have the guaranteed studs that I see in Mikey's team. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's accurate? No, yeah, I, I agree. I'm with so, that as far one. as guaranteed studs, yeah, I would look yeah, at Mikey with, as with, un, with, unquestioned. Yeah, with Mikey, when you look at Mikey's team, it's for sure like you know Mikey's winning winning his weeks. But I I do agree on the on that point with with Allen's team. It's that there is that possibility that he does have a few studs in there but it's not like a, a for sure 100 percent he's he's winning and that's what i think geo you brought up you specifically were talking about people like deshaun hamilton dallas goddard if these guys hit absolutely he can he's right back to the super bowl no problem 
But I don't know because that's not guaranteed. But like yeah, had last year, where it's, it's very questionable. It's it's playing off the the if card, the if if they hit, if they you know if that possibility. You know what I mean? Y'all are freaking crazy. Alan's, <laughs> Alan's, Alan's team is legit. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's it, it is legit, but I do I I do see Tony's viewpoint and Tony's perspective on that on that right, on that right. team. And the more he explains it, the more I I I do understand. And I, I, I do also kind of see it as well that his team, it can combust within, you know. And I'm just, again, I'll say it one last time. I'm not saying it's a bad team. It's a great team. Yeah. yeah no, no, I'm no, just no. seeing that he's no longer the unquestioned leader in the league. Absolutely, he's going to be one of the top producers, but he's no guarantee for his record last season. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. We're supposed to be talking about your team. Yeah. But, I mean, we can't help but talk about Thanos, like, right? Like, we can't, <laughs> we can't help but talk about our, our resident, like, evil master can't help in, in Alan. Um, the so, antagonist uh, of our story. Yeah. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's jump back into, into um, Ryan's schedule for, uh, for 2019. So, so we've he, already, he's got a loss. So, <laughs> so we've already established that week one, that's a loss. loss. <laughs> he's All right. losing. All right. We just wanted to make sure that that was, that was said. So, so right. Ryan, Ryan's loss, right? He got, yeah. a, that's, that's a loss. That's a loss in week one. To Allen. To who's going to destroy him. It's a loss. Okay. <laughs> that, did that sink in, Ryan? Did it? Just checking. <laughs> Do you All feel right. demasculated? <laughs> so Owen one for Owen run for two weeks. So me. then we're going in a week two, and he's going against um, Jesus Venez- Venezuela, and um, an intriguing game. I mean, mm-hmm. going off his his, his starters, um, he does have like you know some pretty good people out here making plays and whatnot. It is, but what um, do you think? Loss or win? I, I'm I'm. I'm going on Ryan's side, and I'm saying he's getting a, he's getting a W on this one. I would agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I think that's unanimous. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he he's able to win that one right there. So then we move on to week three, which is against Jason, and just based off looking through his his team, his starters, uh, I think he's Jason I has, think he's struggling. Have the depth. Yeah. I yeah. It's gonna be a close game. I think I I would have to say that it's it's gonna be close, but. I want to. F- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna favor Ryan on that one. Yeah, I, I would too. The, I, I gotta say the biggest factor here in in, in um, Jason winning or losing this game uh, is people like Calvin Ridley and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, those are gonna be the two guys that that basically are gonna be tipping him over to the right side or to to the loss. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say if things were to just you know go as we think they are, that uh, Ryan's gonna take it over here. Okay, so that's actually a pretty hot start for Ryan. That puts him at two and one. Going into his first non-division game, uh, and then he's got uh, Scrappy Dogs. That's Johnny Garcia. That's week four with Scrappy Dogs. And I think, man, I mean, just looking at it. Saquon, three touchdowns. Saquon, Saquon's beastly. Tyreek catches two long balls. He's got Tyreek. Then he also has Julian Edelman. You know Tom Brady's tossing it up to him. Got it. Always has to. Um, I want to say... I feel like it's going to be close, but I want to say the favor goes into Johnny. I think, That's, I think, in my opinion, Maybe. I don't know. I but once again, it's close. I believe. I I gotta I gotta deter over to Gio on this. What do you think about Johnny's team and specifically his bench right now? Oh, jo- Johnny's Johnny's team is uh, how, how do I distri- Johnny's team is a top. Johnny's team is super skinny and tiny at the bottom and <laughs> super heavy. And Johnny Johnny has a few studs that are like. Scary good. Uh, after that, he's yeah. got nobody. 
Well, he. So, I, I'm sure he's got. I mean, we're all we're all hoping that Christian Kirk, I think, is the real thing, right? Yeah. Christian Kirk. I don't. I honestly don't know about the Arizona offense moving into I think this Kirk's year. Kirk's going to be good. So, but. Kirk, Marquise Brown, Bryce Love, Hunter Renfro. These are all players who could take it up because they have opportunity in front of them, mm-hmm. which I don't think any other players that he has on his bench basically do. But they have opportunity. God forbid that Josh Allen doesn't continue his hot streak. Oh, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a man, dude. I honestly, <laughs> he's, he's he's not that great. No, 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 in no. real life NFL, but he's gonna be fantasy good. Even if he wasn't like a good fantasy player, I would want to be on his team. <laughs> I just want to be around that guy. <laughs> he's just so cool. It's I don't like, know what hey. it is. That's why that's part of, part of what I just can't let go of Zay Jones. But um, let's go ahead and move on. again. Like I just wanted to say, I don't know if if in fact that um. Jonathan's going to take it. I think it's really close to call. And I think I, I think I would leave lean Ryan here. But go ahead. We're still you going to lead Ryan. I'm leaning Ryan in this game. Jake. Jake. So I'm I'm leaning Johnny. But once again, I'm saying it's really close. It's really close. Um. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna err on the side of like Hercules himself. And since Johnny has Saquon, Saquon's gonna carry. Zaglon's gonna score like you're probably not 40 wrong. Forty points. I'm and just telling you. I mean, this is going. This is going week yeah. four. I yeah, mean, see, I, this is early, and it's, it's Saquon early, yeah. is just beastly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Ryan's at two and two, going into his week five matchup versus me. Now we go in week five. Yeah, against Gio. I don't want to be a jerk. I'll say it for you. I'm saying Gio's gonna take the dub on this one, and Ryan's gonna take the L. Okay. Yeah, that's yes. fair. I agree. Hundred percent. Okay. I think that's where it gets hard, though, because then after that, he has two more weeks versus teams that I am scared to face. He faces, in week six, Ruben's Red Razors. That If you talked about Mikey having the best running backs in the league, Ruben's right right there next to him. Like Those, those running yeah. backs by themselves are 100 points. You yeah, know? absolutely. So what do you guys think? Uh, week six go. versus Ruben? Ezekiel Elliott. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I think he's taken three losses in a row with well, I don't you. know about the Melvin. I mean, I'm. I don't know the whole. I mean, Gordon, I, I keep. I keep hearing the you know, the news about Gordon holding out, keep holding out. They're just still not doing anything about it. Um, so I don't know. A lot of people are predicting that Gordon is, Gordon is not going to play. But I, I think well, Gordon's game. Let's let's Wait, see how how far are we in this? Uh, week six. Week six, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I I think Gordon will be playing at that point. Well, he's a top five player week to week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I don't I don't really see Gordon holding out for that long. Just for, I don't know. No, I think I think I think Gordon's there. You guys think you guys think that that Ryan can pull off that win versus Ruben? No, I don't. Mm, I don't see it. Yeah, I I would have to agree. I'd I'd have to go with Ruben on that one. Okay, that means that Ryan now drops. What's that? That puts him at two and four. Two and four. Two and, and then four. he goes against Mikey, which is another loss. Yeah, I hate to say that. I I, I almost don't think it, Mikey's losing too many games this yeah. year at all. He's he's going to be back to his like twenty sixteen form when he went eleven and two. Yeah, that's the best team in the league. If so. if his running backs hold up. Mikey has a history of, of having injury prone <laughs> no, no, players. Right. He went and got Leonard Fournette. I was like, not, you, not the not safest position. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. he did change his name to, you know, send an APB team is MIA. So maybe his team is Miami. That's what I thought. Oh. Nah, his team's in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so then that takes us to week eight. John Wiley. 
I haven't seen John Wiley's team, honestly. I'm um, going to say that John wins this game. I'm going to go ahead and go out there. Really? And and Why? Then, and then put right. Preface that. Uh, it's because it's a Chris Well, Godwin? we're going to talk, we're gonna talk about John Chris Wiley Godwin? in oh, okay. a little bit. All right. I, I love John Wiley's team. Spoiler alert. Spo- yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> you guys will see how I, how I have the teams ranked, but uh, in my opinion, John Wiley's team is going to be in the conference finals this year. Uh, I think John Wiley's team is good from top. His depth isn't always there, but he has a lot of really good players and players that are young enough that are that they can take that next step. He he wow. may be lacking a little bit in the running back department, but his receivers will carry him week in and week out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His team is I'm good. Like, That's look, some high praise I'm like, there, buddy. I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, so I'm John, starting to see. That, it now. That's why I picked John Wiley as my team that I was going to do for for the schedule match because I think I think John Wiley, in my personal personal rankings, he's a top five team at the end of the year. So I'm oh, gonna, we could be talking about him as the new Allen or Mikey at the end of the year. I, I, he's at the very least, he's going to be the new GK. He's going to be that team that yeah. that that makes it into the playoffs. And well, and imagine that Funchess, Galladay, Godwin. Imagine those guys become the number ones. Funches will, no. but Galladay is Funches with luck though. That's what I'm looking at. Funches can't and Hilton. catch. We'll Funches see. can't catch. That's all you got to do. We'll see. Anyone that we pair with <laughs> like, luck, that's though. his whole job, and he can't do. <laughs> Anyone that we pair with luck, that's what I'm saying. You can never know. Yeah. He can end up with a 200 200 yard game one day. Yeah, that's that's true. You got Godwin there. You got Allen Robinson. You got Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. That guy yeah. is sexy. Dude, and, and then what a pickup by John. I mean, we're, no, we're going to get into John too much right here. We're okay, sorry, 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 sorry. John sorry. Okay. stuff for when we do when Okay, we do John so for, for this week, just when I saw this team looking at it, uh, I'm going to go with John taking over this week, on that week. So Jake's with me. What do you think, Tony? The smart thing is to, is to say John's going to take that week. Um, so I'll just leave it there. All right, so Ryan, Ryan, that's a rough start, Ryan. You're at two and five at the end of uh, yeah. It's you're at two and five right now. You've lost to oh no, you're at two at six. Two Oof. and six, Ooh. Ryan. You're at two at six. We're gonna come up here shortly, so I'm not gonna talk about it right now. But watch for the early and late games, which are specifically the the division games. Because I think that's very important. We'll talk about it as we get oh, through here. Absolutely. So let's go to his next. It's not a division game yet, but it's Chris Velez. Chris Velez. Um, do you guys want to give that one to, to Ryan just so that we can just you never know any given Sunday. I, I, want, think, I think it's an even matchup between. The I two think teams. I think Ryan takes it. Okay. I think yeah, Ryan I, takes I, it. I would, I would say it's pretty even, but yeah, I'll I'll go with Ryan on this one. And, and even if I think it's an even matchup, but I think we also may be wrong about one of the other ones. Maybe Ryan pulls off a win on sure. one of those weeks where he shouldn't. This so is that, all based off speculation. By yes. the way, Chris, I really love your pickups on IDP and your defensive players. I think you have a pretty strong base with your with your defensive players right now. So cool. So that, that puts Ryan at three and six, and then he gets Jake Beltran as his last non-division opponent. So yeah, on this one, Jake, is he gonna beat you? I'm just gonna say no. He's gonna take the L on this one. Yeah, I gotta so say it. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying I'm taking the dub on this one. Sorry, Ryan, but I just, I really think that my team is just my or my lineup at that point is still um, a, a notch up higher than than your than your lineup. <laughs> trying not to sound as haughty. I know, right? Like well, I'm trying, like not. To, I, I mean, I'm trying to like my best to not sound like overly, like cocky. But I mean, 
I, I have faith in Moncrief this year, by the way. I know I've always been a fanboy of Moncrief, but someone's got to take over that red zone spot that, that AB was able to, to basically thrive in. Obviously, Juju's amazing. James Washington, great. But I think Moncrief has who the else? number two. I mean, I know for sure. Got, I know. I know for sure. Dante is the third option out of all of them. But I mean, I think who, he's the number two. No, he's who, the third. Who, are you talking about about so Juju and then James Conner? Oh, sorry. I'm talking wide receiver. Oh, just, just straight saying, wide receiver, just third. Yeah, oh just no, option. yeah. I was just sorry. I was saying third option overall the whole thing because I, I mean, who else? I think and then James and then also is going to take that role, and then Deontay is going to show that as the rookie is going to show that he's better than Dante. I don't but personal so. opinion. We'll see. I don't think so. We'll see. Anyway, like I said, my, my point is I think this is going to lean towards uh, towards towards Jake. That puts Ryan at three and seven. Rough year. Whew. And then we're back at it again at week 11 against Allen Villagran. I'm going to say Allen sweeps he, him. I'm yeah, going to say Allen takes, takes him. But, yeah. but I got to say this is that this is that point where I was talking about Allen's team. That this is where I think he can combust if he do, if things don't go exactly how he needs them to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a closer game than we think it's going to be, but we'll see. I'm going to agree with you that Allen that Allen should sweep him. Three and eight now for Ryan. And then week twelve, we're back again with Jesus Valenzuela, and I think at this point, I think Ryan gets a positive I think, note. Here. Yeah, I'm I think repeat. at this point Ryan gets it. Yeah, I repeat the, the repeat wins, right? Yeah. 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 And and then that his, his last week against Jason, Jason, I think Ryan can take that win yeah. as well. So he ends the season on a positive note, two straight wins, which is but nice. Yeah, but that almost might be counterintuitive because at that point Ryan's looking at draft position. He's at three and eight after his loss to Allen. He doesn't want to, and I think he gets those two wins, which ends him at five and eight, which is like one of the worst places. Yeah, you, can be, just you got a top five pick in the next draft. Draft, yeah. but you don't have. A top one or two pick. No, right. You're, yeah, you have so too like, many wins. Yeah, you have, you have just enough wins that you're not the worst team, uh, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and we'll see. So who knows? Maybe Ryan makes the moves uh, by the time that the season starts, and, and this is a little bit different. Uh, but I think that Ryan's going to have a pretty rough year uh, that he can look forward I think to. It's a rough schedule. It's I, just a rough schedule for yeah, Ryan. Yeah, he's got some tough teams I think, on there. I think overall this whole season for Ryan, I think it's either, it's either he's going to make a choice from either – one or the other, whether he's making uh, he's making trades or decisions during the season to push himself to contend, um, or he's or right from the start he's having the mentality of okay, I'm only taking what three or four or five wins. I want to try to get myself in a better drafting position. So either either way, he has to make one of those choices in in this season, whether he wants to push and go ahead and try to contend and make the playoffs. I'm not sure if that's a more favorable option because obviously, yeah, he can push and make it to playoffs, but that initial push, he'll be in playoffs, but he won't take the crown, you know? So I'm, you know, I see. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think he's going 500 basically. I, I think if, you know, let's say that we, we throw in the, the, the factor that no one knows about, right? The, the, uh, the, what is, I don't even know. What the randomness the of, random. of Sunday, of right. Sunday game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any, any given Sunday. I think he's going to end around 500, maybe have a loss or two too many. But this is a team, and I, I have my own actual rankings of the teams in the league, the Same. upper echelon, the, <laughs> the guys that can make it every, every single year, and then everyone else, basically. This year, I don't see him, honestly, personally, myself, I don't see him making it to the playoffs. So I don't think that Ryan's in the, has the ability to make the playoffs, but his team is poised to get into that second tier 
if things work out for like I said, those early players that we talked about earlier, those rookies that he's got, those guys that are second year players. Yeah, he yeah. has the ability to make that upper echelon moving into next year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Ryan, we we like your team, but I. I I think just to just to kind of close off what everybody else has been saying, um, you seem to find yourself like where Jake found himself last year. Your team isn't bad, and it's I think your team's probably a little bit better maybe than Jake's was last year. So it's pretty good, but it's not great. So right now is the time to make that uh, to make that decision which way you want to go. So now we get to my guy that I picked, uh, John Wiley, Escondido's finest. Uh, I think he's not too far outside. Waco or Austin or something right now in Texas. I don't know exactly. No, I need to look up. That's no, close enough to the, the actual area. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, but it's gonna be Texas. That's close I, enough I, to I don't know if it's gonna be Texas finest if he's gonna keep keep the keep the the tradition going because he took over this team from Eric and so he changed it from Carolina's right, finest right. to uh, Escondido's Escondido finest. Um, and, and you know, um, Allen took over a team that was zero and thirteen and took it to ten and three, and then now last year a twelve and one and a Super Bowl win. John's taken a, li- a little bit slower. He's had he's had some bumps in the road, but John also, if we remember, took over a team that was zero and thirteen. Yeah, he took over a no win team, and then jumped up. He was like, I think he was six and six and seven his first year, seven and six last year, but last year he could have been nine and four. Like two of those games were really really close. Yeah, um, so. John John's getting there. He's been slowly building his team through the draft. And I think John is taking the next step this year. Every year, every year for sure, he's been improving. He's got exactly. He's gotten better. And, and I think lately, John's been like making some pretty good pickups. What, last year after the draft, he picked up Trey Quinn. Yeah. This year, uh, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. He, he's finally started cutting ties with some of those defensive players that he was holding on to and trying to get some high upside guys. So, I don't know. I, I, I said we were going to talk about it earlier. I don't want to give too much away from like when our magazine rankings come out, but I think John Wiley is the team that everybody should be watching out for this year because he's my... Uh, talking about dark horse i don't want to be too racist but um, that's pretty racist but uh, pretty racist. he's my he, he's my pick for surprise super bowl contender like, wowzers ooh, really yeah oof. Big so oof. Uh, obviously once the playoffs come you never know what's gonna happen but i think he's gonna be in the playoffs yeah like, I, i'm yeah, pretty impressed i think I, we're all impressed with his team yeah. and where it can go um I think he's got a lot of great building pieces and he's a long-term team in the league yeah like his players aren't aren't old Oh, absolutely not. No, he's got a, his, his the age group. I think someone put post something on the chat of their age, average player was like age 30 or something, yeah, age 29. That was, that was I think that was Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris is yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. All of his players, I think they're under the age of like 27, 26. So he's got a few years at the very least of some great a production. Window. Good oh, yeah. um, I just want to bring out real quick the Kareem Hunt. I think you're right that he's definitely a dark horse and that Kareem Hunt and who else was it? There's someone else. Oh, Alan Robinson. Both of these players... They're not exactly up there on the high respected, highly respected players right now. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's got some baggage, and no one's really sure what's going to happen when he comes back from his suspension. If they're gonna, just going to cut Chubb's um, carries workload, back yeah. workload back, uh, give it to Kareem Hunt. Who knows? Maybe there will be enough of that work. But without, I don't want to talk about Cleveland's offense right now. <laughs> I love it. There's um, just so many weapons there. It's it's scary. They're 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 on their own their own level right now. But Kareem Hunt, 
and Allen Robinson, I feel like that's going to be what makes the difference. Because I already love all of John Wiley's players who are starting on offense. Yeah, what are you going to do? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can't complain, you know. All... Lamar Actually, Miller well, let's even. Let's what we did with, with the other teams. Let's, let's go through his roster really quickly right here okay. of, uh, of what John Wiley has. He's got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, t- yeah. Tough year last year, the past couple years with injury. New coach, Matt LaFleur. Um, biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers, if he feels comfortable with his coach, if he's got freedom to do what yeah. he wants. But even with a rough year, Aaron Rodgers was, what, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like, he's still ridiculous. A, he's still, still a good. great quarterback. He's still awesome. And, and if he can stay healthy, I, I, I don't think there's any way we can say that Rodgers doesn't finish as a top five. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd agree yeah. with you. Right? For sure. Lamar Miller loved the fact that Deontay Foreman got cut this past this past week. Like, I think we're all pretty happy about that. Yeah, like Lamar Miller is just steady Eddie. He's not, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to break off a long run, but is he, he's going to score 10 points a week. And he catches the ball. Yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna get 10. But what do you think? He's Actually, gonna... let me ask you, Jake. I, I can't remember if it, who had – I think it was – GK had, had Johnson, I think, for a while. But what do you think, Jake, about Duke Johnson coming into town for Lamar oh. Miller? What do you think's gonna? What do you, how do you think it's gonna affect Lamar Miller? I don't think it'll affect him that much. I still think Lamar Miller will have the same consistency that he's been having. Um, I think if anything, I think it will lower his production or his, his points just a little bit because I think at in that in that um, in that scheme they they want to involve Duke Johnson a little bit more. Um, in that in that scheme, but I don't think it's gonna affect Lamar Miller that much. Well, I can so see I don't think in the field. So I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be. He would have to worry that much about that. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Duke Johnson is definitely gonna get get his receptions and, and get get some spell carries. I, I think when it comes when it comes to the goal line, those Lamar Miller and Lamar Miller is gonna be the one they're gonna want pounding because they, they, they need to stop getting Deshaun Watson hit as much as he's getting hit. He yeah. is, he is a good quarterback and, and they need to they need to run the ball. So she's so got so he's got Lamar Miller. Then he's got Dion Lewis. I I think Dion Lewis is probably the one of the weaker spots on this team, but he's not terrible. Uh Tennessee has to want to run the ball cuz Mariota is a trash quarterback that they need to get out from under. Um but Dion Lewis is just okay. DJ Moore is really good. He is Really good. If there is a chance that if I could have him on my team, I would want him. Trey he, he's the guy, right, in Carolina right he's now. He's got to be. He's I, the number one. Kurt, Curtis Samuel is one else? of my picks oh, yeah. for a Curtis breakout Samuel's this year. Um, and I think Curtis Samuel is great. But I like Curtis Samuel because of his price. Because Curtis Samuel is mm. not being looked at as a number one. You. But DJ Moore is, is clearly going to yeah. get his touches. Plus, if you guys watched uh, All or Nothing this year, uh, Steve Smith said he was going to come beat up DJ Moore if DJ Moore didn't perform as a number one. Can I just say how much I love that <laughs> of an actual NFL player getting real with another NFL player about fantasy? About fantasy. He's like, bro, if you don't perform as a number one, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> hey, should, should I, should I, I think he even asked, should, should I play you or this other guy? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, play me. Play play me. me. You're, you're not going to, you're going to, oh, he was that's so funny. That's hilarious. So then we've got Traquan Smith. Boomer bust potential, not 100% great, but I think that's very easily where we see Allen Robinson, who's sitting on who's sitting on John's bench, slotting into. Doesn't hurt to have that, a wide that, receiver with Breeze, though. It, it doesn't, you it know, doesn't. it doesn't. It Absolutely, doesn't and and um, what outside of Michael Thomas, none of the other receivers in that in that offense are, are ones that I'm worried about. You yeah, know? yeah. Chris Godwin, I think, is ending the year as a wide receiver one. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Top twelve. He, he's he's. 
Uh, I'm gonna say top fifteen. That's not top sixteen. To me, to oh, me, oh, in a sixteen team. Yeah, I to, hear you. To, to me, to you. me, six like for us. But I could believe top twelve though. I could believe him putting up twelve, thirteen hundred yards. You remember you? I, I, I'm the guy who thinks Winston's throwing would, for five thousand yards. So I'm, I'm on the other end though. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what Evans is gonna end. Oh, you end think like that we Evans is gonna think. be the one that drops off? Okay, Will Fuller when he's healthy is like getting a long touchdown. I don't know how he does what he, he plays for seven games. Two catches. Eight touchdowns. Yeah, two catches on like four touchdowns. He misses half the season. He misses half the season. Look, he played in what? He played in in uh, seven games last year. But in those seven games, he had three games over 100 yards. He had four touchdowns. And, and he scored more than 10 points four times. So, like, Will Fuller, if he's healthy, I think Will Fuller is, is exactly the kind of player that you want, not as a starter. And that and that's what it is. Oh, like, absolutely. Right here, he's, he's a flex. He's got yeah. him as a flex or a number four receiver. That guy who, who might get you good points here, but when he booms, that's how you he, win your week. Yeah, so, I agree. Great job right here. And Joku in his third year, that's a crowded offense in Cleveland. But Joku, I think, is finally starting to fit into where he needs to be. I think he could have a better tight end here. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. He does. He does, yeah. His first overall draft pick, in the, or his first round draft pick in this year's draft, TJ Hawkinson, who uh, might take his time to develop, but talent-wise, Njoku and Hawkinson, uh, Njoku is one of the more the most athletic tight ends in the league, and Hawkinson, I think, physically, might be one of the best physical specimens in the league at tight end just overall. He's a great blocker. I think he's the starter receiver. in Detroit, right? Yeah, he is the starter. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's automatically is starting, slots yeah. in as the starter there. He's and, starting. I mean, if you remember, obviously they wanted Eric Ebron to be that guy. Yep. He had never ended up being that guy while he was in Detroit. <laughs> obviously, later on we know it was it better for him. But Hawkinson, if, if he's what they think that Eric Ebron was going to be, they're going to give him opportunity. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't want to sound super cliche, but you, you, you know Matt Patricia is coming from that New England offense where they've ran tight ends and they've seen the value of ground and pound and then hit them with a tight end. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt Patricia made his first draft pick as an NFL head coach, TJ yeah, Hawkinson, yep. who, who I think was a top five NFL player uh, in this draft. So, great player right there. Devin Funches and Kenny Galladay are your next two. Devin Funches, I don't think he can catch. I think he's he's a horrible player. I think he was only on this team because Eric uh, left over from Eric's Carolina, Carolina yeah. fandom. But Kenny Galladay is the real deal. That man can play football and catch, and Stafford is going to be looking at him. Now, uh, Devin Bush, uh, John Wiley's uh, pick, in the second round. Oh yeah. Um, so now remember, oh, remember dude. when Austin was still in De- uh, Austin, Austin, there were two linebackers Austin could have gotten. He, he picked really high. Nobody thought we were, he was going to take a linebacker that high. Austin chose Devin white. Devin Bush in this past preseason game played, I think what, like 40 snaps, 35 snaps or something like that. He played one half of football. He had 10 tackles, a pass deflection and a near interception. He has been flying around the ball. I think he's the next Darius Leonard, the next uh, uh, Telvin Smith, the next Deion Jones, the next of these fast Vanderlich, hybrid, yeah. hybrid linebackers, linebackers yeah. uh, that sit there. And in the middle of a spot where we saw Shazier in Pittsburgh be uh, a huge fantasy producer. So great pick up there. Clowney, yeah. Williams, uh, Aaron Donald, those are all great players. Landon Collins and Derwin James may be the best safety duo in fantasy in our entire league. Both of them are playmakers. And uh, low-key cheat code, 
DeMonte KZ is a safety for Atlanta, except for he's listed by Atlanta as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. So John is starting a safety, getting tackles and getting on the field like a safety, which is much better. As, as a, a corner. corner so he's starting three safeties essentially at one and one of his corner positions. That clever ducky. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you've got Trey Quinn, Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, uh, Tyler Eifert, Ellen Robinson. Look at dang, I forgot how good some of these pickups were. Totally forgot to mention he made he made a super smart trade earlier this year for Cameron Jordan. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Cameron Jordan's is consistently what, top ten defensive end? So yeah. just like, that's a playoff push right there. Yeah. And then pickups of Darius Slayton, who's going to be the number two in New, in New York. Uh, Jacoby Myers uh, in New England. Yeah, Myers, I just want to say, he's got a lot of buzz right now. And we're, okay. we're, if, if we everything is, if the training camp is correct, he's going to be that guy that they want to kill Harry to be. And if anyone, if there's any coach that could care less about draft position, it's going to be Belichick. <laughs> so I honestly think if Myers... Is that hungry? He wants that job. He's gonna have that job there because. But, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, how much did you bid on Jacoby Myers? I only, I bid seventeen bucks. I bid ten. But I but see, <laughs> we both wanted him though because we know he was uh, he's, there's opportunity there. Obviously, one week into into uh, preseason, we're very we're very uh, high on, on what's going oh, for on. Sure. But when you look at him, at him playing, not just obviously we have to get away from coach speak, but when you look at Myers play, he yeah. looks like he can play, and so I would take seventeen bucks worth. He did ten. Obviously, I think. Uh, I think he bid twenty five bucks, something like that. Smart twenty five. It was real smart because if that works out, you got someone with Tom Brady for at least the next couple of years who could really thrive in that role. And I, we, outside of this discussion earlier, we were talking about defense and uh, like how obviously offense is what makes the team or doesn't make it. But I think now, as we see the whole league truly approaching parity, there's there, there's there's oh, yeah. obviously some superstar teams. But never before has the league been as close as it is now. And I think it's only going to continue to get closer. Like, teams are going to be getting closer to each other in talent level. And now I think that's where, like, teams... This is where I see the difference right here between John and Ruben. I think Ruben's got a better offense. And I think Ruben's got, a, like, a great team. But Ruben's defense is not good. Yeah. And Ruben's defense costs him games. Plenty of times that his offense could, could win for him. Whereas John, John's like doubled down and he started looking at these IDP guys. He drafted Rocky Sin at the end and Rocky Sin's going to get targeted. Indianapolis, the second cornerback, consistently ends up as a top 10 cornerback every year mm-hmm. just because of the scheme they run. Uh, Nasir Adderley is a great safety and people don't want to go, go with the ball towards Derwin James. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got Nasir right. Adderley. So just little things like that or, or like the trade for Cameron Jordan. Uh, John taking the time to invest in that defense because it doesn't take a lot with the defense. It's like waiver wire pickups, fourth round picks, uh, trades with like third round picks that can win you weeks because you're outscoring your opponent at those positions. So we've talked way too long about John's team. Let's go through. I'm going to try and go through these rapid fire. Let's go. Week one versus Chris Velez. Velez. I'm going to say Chris. Sorry, Chris. Loses week one. Yeah. Seems good. Yeah. Not against John Wiley. uh, Arturo, no offense, Arturo. I think that's an easy win for John. Yep. Tony, I'm gonna say John sneaks one out of you. He's gonna beat you week three. It's possible. I'm I mean, gonna say you guys split, split, split the series. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. Every time that I play John this upcoming year, because I've recognized, I can see his team ascending. His is the one, the one other team in my league I can see coming up into that role yeah. to challenge me. And because I, I think I've been pretty much 
uncontested for the past two years, I think three years maybe. I Coming mean, Austin's up, team was was good. Austin team was good, but he, he found himself struggling to get into the playoffs every year. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've at least been able after, to get in the head of my division. Yeah. This is the year where I see, okay, I can really have that competition. I don't think he beats me, and that's not because I'm, I'm, I'm talking as, a, as the owner of that team. But I think I, if my players, I mean, I'm, I'm starting some pretty heavy-duty players. If yeah. I'm starting them and they're going to continue to be what the analysts conti- you know, think them to be, I think I'm going to come out of that just with enough points. What do you think? Do you think... You, you, and, you and John play each other twice in the year. Do you think it's fair to say you guys split that series, or do you think you take both wins? Uh, Tony wants to say that he takes both wins. You know what? I want If I'm being true with myself, I truly think I'm going to take both wins. What do you think, Jake? Cause I, I, think, would say, I, think I would say it's split. Splits. Really? Because I, 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 I do agree. I think that you're going to take the early win and week three, and then towards the end, I think John Wiley takes it. What? Kareem, Kareem Hunt's in? They sit Chubb. I'll tell 15. you what. <laughs> if, if, if it's a difference maker, I think that his defense is going to overpower mine. Because I think my offense outs- will outscore him all right. Okay. I think I'll be yeah. okay with outscoring his offense. Okay. It's the defense that's going to determine the games. So why don't we say that you go ahead and win this one? So that's going to be 2-1. and one, But I'm going to give him the Week 13 game okay. and, and later on down the line. So that's 2-1. and one. That puts him up against Francisco in Week 4. I think John John's wins that game. Agreed. 3-1. and one. Now John plays Allen. Allen, I say Allen. You, you guys it. heard my feelings about Allen. I think Allen's team is scary, so it's gonna go three and two. Eh, he's gonna be three and two. Nobody's gonna think he's too much of a threat. Then he plays Johnny. I think he's gonna think beat he Johnny. It. Agreed. In week six, then he plays Emilio. He Emilio's team is gonna be starting people who are on IR at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be struggling to find a replacement owner because he hasn't changed. His, I don't know. Oh, I already made that joke. So anyway, so I think he beats Ryan. I mean, he, I think he beats Emilio. Yeah. So like, I already, I already uh, let the cat out of the bag. His next week after that, week eight, he plays Ryan. I yeah. think he beats Ryan. Yeah, we talked about this in the last series. I think he beats yeah. Ryan there pretty fairly. All of a sudden, John at week eight is at six and two. Then he plays Ruben. And I'm going to say just what you did. I think the defense is going to be the difference maker right there. I think John beats Ruben. I can say that that one can go either way. But I think John is going to be able to beat Ruben on the yeah. back of his defense, putting him at seven and two, and almost guaranteeing him a playoff spot. Now he plays GK, and I'm going to say he drops this one. So it's going to be this one or the game versus Ruben. He's going to drop one, drops him down to what's that seven and seven and four, seven and three. He has losses versus Tony, Allen, and uh, no seven and three now at now versus GK. GK. Yeah. He's gonna beat Chris again uh-huh. to go eight and three. He's gonna beat Arturo nine in week three. twelve, nine and three. And I'm gonna say, like I said, that split earlier. I'm gonna say he's gonna beat Tony. I, I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, if, if he's gonna have a hot streak, if he, because I, I agree with you, he's gonna be beating Chris, beating let's just say Arturo here. I think he even beats GK honestly. But anyway, so what's that? Ten and three, eleven and two. Yeah, right. right that's why I'm saying I think he's gonna compete with me. I don't think he's gonna win that last one, just because. Well, you know what? I'll tell you right now what it comes what it comes down to. Even against Arturo, we're talking about the weeks now where teams begin to slow down and where they begin to actually use their other players. That's why I'm looking at Arturo's team. I think that Arturo might actually put up a fight. I'm gonna say it goes 50-50 my way when it comes to both of my games with him. Okay. It could go either way for both of our uh, both of our games, but I'm gonna say that these last two weeks, that's gonna be what determines him or I get into the playoffs. 
Oh, I think both of you guys go. I don't think both of us go. You don't think both no, of you guys? You I, think, I it's, think it's going to come down to like down. a division record? I think it's gonna knock each, we're going to knock each other down because I'm looking at the other divisions. And honestly, because uh, I think the maximum of two per division, right? No. It's it's the score. It's the points scored and the and the record. So so four four teams get in no matter what. That's your four division leaders. Okay. All right. Um, and then two wild cards. So that's why I'm saying if I'm looking at the other division, other divisions, which I was the other day, I see some. Uh, I honestly see better teams than my division out there, and I hate to say it, but it's true. There's other teams that are going to put up more points, and it's going to come down to either me, even if I end up with a nine and something record yeah, i might get record. kicked out if in fact if we're if you're predicting john wiley's record right now i might get kicked out even with nine wins so i, I that's why i'm trying to say i don't know if in fact i'm going to be able to either him or me are going to make it into the playoffs so that's right so what you you think that he loses to you but that you think you also uh, well, i'll that, say that, one to one that, that he it's that a he 50 50 that john carlo game which means that Either way, we're talking. We're still talking about a playoff team, regardless, a playoff caliber team. Up to ten wins, nine and four, ten and three, even. I think eleven and two is a real possibility. Yeah. So, for a team that's been at six and seven, seven and six, that I, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys do, but I, t- I talk to John pretty regularly. But I think he, for the most Who's part, John? <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part, he like. He he's not uh, he's not like somebody that everybody's interacting with regularly or everybody has on their minds as a top team. I think he's gonna be in the playoffs right there. He's gonna be a team that all of a sudden people are like, "Oh man, I'm facing John." Um, and, and I think some of his players, like Godwin, like Galladay, uh, that that they take that next step. And if and if one of those two tight ends, Hawkinson or Joku, uh, step up, if Hunt. Uh, falls in. I actually really like even Miles Boykin, uh, the wide receiver for the hmm. for the Baltimore Ravens. He's DK Metcalf, but without the without the draft capital, draft capital and yeah. he has better hands. So like they're basically they're basically close. They're both huge, tall, fast, strong guys. Uh, John Wiley, I think your team is one of the teams to be scared of this year. All right. Well, uh, we probably talked a little too long about some of these teams, but I, I hope everybody was able to get a nice kind of feel for, for what the season's going to look like for a couple of our teams. So on behalf of Tony Herrera and Jacob Beltran, I'm your host, Giovanni Montenegro, reminding you to always set your lineups and thanking you for listening to another episode of the Seacoast Dynasty League podcast. Never thought we'd get old. Maybe we're still young. Maybe you always look back and think it was better than it was Maybe these are the moments, maybe I've been missing what it's about Been scared of the future, thinking about the past While missing out on now, we've come so far